0: Welcome to Cup Talk. I'm Nick. And now I'm Mason. Mason. Back again. What's up, dude? Hey, man. It's, it feels like it's been forever. It feels like it with has a two been. Week hiatus. It really has been. I mean, it, it was only two weeks, but it does seem like it was like maybe like a month.
1: And it was like a month's worth of NHL news. Yeah. You know, like that happened in these last two
0: weeks. Yeah, like it was. So it, yeah it's been like super dry like even at the finals there's just not much going on you only get a game every two you know days or whatever but so i mean as soon as the i mean the cup was lifted it's kind of been like crash course and so it's i've been really excited to get back on the you know the podcast with you so here we are you know i mean yeah exactly anything exciting happened to you over the last two weeks um yeah
1: you know uh now that you ask me, like, I can't think of anything all of a sudden, of course. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> Always on the spot. Like, you, you're thinking all week, like, oh, dude, I, I'm going to mention this on the podcast. I'm going to mention this on the podcast. I'm going to mention this. And, like, we come, we're like, so what's up? Nothing, man. Nothing. Nothing at all.
1: <laughs> right. Same old, bro. Same old.
0: Well, um. <laughs> and then after, we're like, uh, oh, dude, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Dude, uh, first off, before I forget, so after our game last week, I, uh, went to common sense, you know, like that's kind of our typical, like after the yeah. game kind of thing, you know, go to common sense. We used to always like chill out there with the old beaver crew. It was like a, you know, we'd all like, it was like a scene out of clerks, you know, I felt like Jay and, Sam and Bob chilling outside the common sense back in the day. <laughs> Perky perk would always come out, you know, but, uh, I went there and I was walking in and this dude was like, he's like, he like gave me the what's up, you know, and I was like. Hey, and he's like, what's up, man? I was like, and I was like, oh, dude, do I know you from somewhere? Like, I'm not going to, like, play dumb, like, yeah, what's up, bro? You know, like, I was just like, do I know you from somewhere? Those and are he, always hard moments you like and he was like, like "Played off. Yeah. yeah, and he, like, pulls out his keychain. It's a Toronto Maple Leafs keychain, and he's like, yeah, Maverick and, and Layton. And I was like, oh, and then he showed me his hat, and I was like, oh, yeah. This kid was working at Maverick and he was actually rocking a Leafs hat too. And he showed me his lanyard because I was always wearing my Leafs hat. And he was like, "Right, oh, dude, I dig the Leafs hat, you know? And I was like, we talked a little Leafs and I was like, oh, I actually, you know, run a podcast, whatever. And he's like, but at the, at the common sense, he's like, yeah you gave me the welcome to cup talk sticker. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I totally know. No like, way. And I was like, <laughs> it was so awesome to like reconnect. And he's like, and I was walking like away day-to-day. and he was like, I love the podcast. And I was like, oh dude, that made my, like I was thinking in my head, like that made my night. You know, just the fact that I gave him a sticker. I give out a lot of stickers and I always wonder like, you know, if they're like, oh, thanks for the sticker. And they like throw it away or they, like they throw it like in a drawer. And, yeah never use it but he was like i love the podcast and so i was super stoked to like just to mention that so like i just want to throw that out there i have met some other people around the town you know i met some people at the west coast renegades they were the sodos you know that you know said they listen to podcasts and stuff so like if you see me out there you know or mason out there and you know you listen to the podcast and like just let us know like we love hearing that it's super fun to like connect on that level to like hey you know, you know what we talk about and stuff. So shout out to, I don't know the kid's name. I should have asked him his name. Autumn was like, you didn't ask him his name. I was like, no, but I'm going to shout him out on the podcast home. Thanks for listening. But, and thanks to everyone else that listens, but.
1: I love that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know, like in a a sales world, you're like people, you're always, they're like thinking how much advertising and online marketing converts to sales, you know, for Mm -hmm. us, like, we're, we're trying, we, we just want to see if we can convert people to hockey fans and Cup yeah. Talk fans by, by, you know, engaging and giving out a sticker or just like randomly talking and then saying, oh yeah, by the way, we do this podcast, Welcome to Cup Talk. And if like, if it sticks with you and like you become a fan of the show or, and, and maybe like hockey, if you weren't even a big time, like we want to know, say hi to us. If we, if you see us and you want a sticker, let us know if we don't have any on us, you know, maybe we can mail you one. Yeah, we'll give you the links to our page yeah, yeah. too if you want to get some swag yeah like but by all means yeah like engage us like we want to just yeah make this it's, it's a local utah thing like we want a community
0: yeah for sure and speaking of like local community and swag um hungry for hockey is coming up um oh my gosh i think it's like the 14th of august it's that saturday yeah i think it's the 14th so what hungry for hockey is is like it's uh my buddy Ryan, he actually started this a couple years ago and it's kind of just grown, and he's gonna come on the podcast in two weeks and we're gonna talk even more in depth on it. But just want to let you guys know that it's like a barbecue, you pay for like a meal, they have it catered, and all the money and they're gonna have raffle prizes. There's gonna be like a sign stick by Brent Burns. There's gonna be um, some Anaheim Ducks swag, some Violent Gentlemen stuff, some san diego goals stuff san jose Sharks stuff right. like tons of nhl stuff couple signed sticks um a lot of cool stuff and it's all goes all the money goes to kids that and it's partnered with dcyha so you know i mean that's who i coach with so what it does is like if a kid can't pay for hockey then we go to this fund for it so you're essentially just helping put kids on the ice you know and helping kids out for whatever they need. So super good cause. He just does it just cause he loves hockey and wants to help out. And I think he said when he was younger, like, you know, his parents didn't have all the means and stuff. So it kind of helped him, you know, you know, this, something like this would have helped him. So he's doing it to kind of give back to the community of hockey. And that's really all why we're here. I and mean, that's why we do the podcast is to give back more to hockey, you know, grow the game in any way we can. So hunger for hockey coming up August 14th. It's, uh, at the Bountiful Park. I forget exactly which park it is. I is. Mean, we'll, we'll post a uh, thing on our story about it on Instagram stuff, but they are looking for sponsors of any type of, like, swag or, you know, like, raffle items and stuff. So if you have a business and you would like to donate to this, just uh, message us on Instagram or Facebook, and we can definitely get you um, hooked up with a uh, hungry for hockey or, you know, kind of be that little bridge in the gap, but super excited for that. Those guys are super cool and they're going to be on the podcast in two weeks. So hungry for hockey coming up August 14th.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Cause he's the Seattle goals. Yeah. Manager, right? yeah so he yes. works for the
0: Seattle goals. He used to work for the Utah Grizzlies and yeah. So super cool dude. He does it with his buddy. I don't know his buddy's name off the top of my head, but yeah. I believe maybe it's, it's Mason exciting
1: to talk. Yeah. So it's another Mason, not I think Good. it's
0: Mason, but I don't know. That could be way off the rails uh, there.
1: <laughs> it'll Either way, it'll be great. to Talk to him, whether it's another Mason, whether it's just <laughs> another cool dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you did remind me that same weekend is the, uh, Korth Rebels cup. And that's a Don course hosting a tournament. Um, the registration has closed, it closed July 23rd for teams. Um, but, if you were trying to get any mace, they'll, they'll get in the, uh, if you, and, and he's looking for donations or any kind of help too with that. Cause the Korth rebels foundation helps get kids on the ice and like rookie league adults, you know, people find it later in life because starting hockey is expensive. So yeah. he has a lot of donated gear and I guess the foundation has um, been hurting a little bit as of recently. So they're kind of looking for, so the team donations, obviously like team fees and registrations go toward the, the foundation and then if anybody else wants to donate any more, you can find the more info out at info at blackcathockey.com. Info at blackcathockey.com. And we can post the uh, graphic of that as well Yeah, yeah. on our page.
0: Are you going to be and, in uh, the tournament?
1: Yeah, so I end up getting on the uh, Warriors hockey team.
0: Dude, with, I'm uh, on the Corey. DCYHA uh, the coaches team. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sweet, dude. I was going to so ask we, you if you were playing. I know you know Don and stuff, so I was like, oh, dude, is he going to be playing? But I wondered I if you were with the Warriors. Too. But, yeah. So, hey, maybe we'll meet up in the championship against each other.
1: Dude, that would be fun. Yeah, because I noticed that one of the guys that helps run the Warriors is a goalie, too. So, I was like, oh, is it maybe we can get Nick and Net." But then <laughs> one of their main guys is a goalie, too. So, I was like, okay. I've never played with him, so I don't know, count level, how he is. But, yeah, I... End up getting on with, so Kendall's going to be on the team. And then I got my buddy, Andrew Wood, that uh, played for the U for a couple seasons. That was playing on my other men's team in County on the team. Because he's in the guard, too. And so, yeah, we got a little Warriors team. I'm, I haven't met most of the guys, so it'll be fun to, you know, see Corey and then and meet the rest of those Utah Warriors guys.
0: So, I mean, uh, we got bragging rights on the, uh, podcast bragging rights on the line also. So
1: Podcast bragging rights?
0: <laughs> yeah, podcast bragging rights on the, on the line here. Which team? Right,
1: oh yeah, for between the two of us, huh? yeah, like yeah, who yeah. goes, who <laughs> does better, or if we beat, if one team beats the other, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So bragging rights, rights on the line. Yeah. And two good causes, though. So.
0: Yeah, two good causes, and and where I was going at with the swag is we're gonna donate some swag, you know, to the Tongari for hockey for the raffle, so. You know.
1: Okay. Okay. Full circle wrapped around here. Yep, we got yep. swag. And
0: and so we'll have I swag don't know if the, the Corth Rebel, you know, if they're doing like a raffle or anything too, but if they are, we'll definitely get in that one too. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Um, I mean, a lot a lots happened in the last two weeks. I mean, I went camping this weekend out to Hatch, Utah. It was it was blast you know I love camping not but, <laughs> 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 but yeah it was still fun uh family and stuff um but uh last weekend what I wanted to get into was uh we went to Vegas for a tournament with Alexi and it was um a regional team um John Cosman um put together these teams and you know it was it was a good time Um uh, we didn't do as well as we hoped. He kind of took two teams from each age division, one team that was only O nines and one team that was O nine tens, and then same for the the age group above is what I I I got from okay. the info. So we were the O nine O ten team, even though Alexei's actually an uh, an eleven, you know skater so she was skating up a little bit out of her comfort zone skating with people she didn't really know there was two other girls from the girl line you know that you know that played with her so and actually the girl line got the first goal like they, Lexi the was on the ice Paisley was on the ice and Ash was on the ice and Paisley scored and it was like oh man there was actually four girls out there when she scored but another one that you know they had played with um, in the past, I think her name's Gabby. But, uh, yeah, those three girls were on the ice when the, we scored the first goal. So, that was super exciting, you know, to see those three girls on the ice when the yeah. goal goes in. So, Good for them. girl line, 10 hey, Those
1: experiences, you don't always have to win all the games to come out as a better player. You know, playing up, playing better talent is always nice. And when you split up the teams like that, two teams in the, in the same age division, I mean, it's nice because you can take more kids more kids get the chance to play, yeah. but it can be harder to stay competitive because you know, you have to divide up yeah. the talent and stuff like that. So but that, that's a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys had a good time. I'm glad the girls got a, got a goal. Yeah. First goal, I should say, yeah, but yeah. you know, and, and uh, but,
0: yeah, it definitely was a, a learning experience for her. I mean, we lost all three games and it kind of sucked because we didn't, there was only one goalie between the two teams and so that third game, there was a conflict, and so we kind of had a kid just kind of play goalie. And hats off to him for getting in net and playing that last game. Like he did his best. Like no, no, nothing bad on him. But it kind of did suck that we kind of didn't have a uh, so to say goalie for our last game. And so we probably could have won that one had we had a goalie. I mean, should have, would have, could have. You can always say that. But and right, but. Oh, well. I mean, I asked Lexi after the tournament, like, hey, you know, like, if I was to give you the money for the tournament, or you could go do another tournament, what would you do? And she's like, I would rather do another tournament. So, I think uh, job well done, and I think it was a success. Um, you know, Vegas is always a an interesting town to visit, especially with kids, you know? Like, uh, we, didn't yeah, stay on, we didn't stay on the Strip, but we stayed Arizona Charlie's. I don't know if anybody's ever stayed there, but... It definitely had its... I've never heard of that, Yeah, no. it, It's uh Boulder Street kind of stuff, so it's kind of like Fremont Street, okay. but a different street, I guess, with other casinos and stuff. And, you know, we just didn't do much. You know, Vegas, family Vegas isn't like my favorite thing to do. Like, it's, you know, it's... It, is it always of, sounds
1: fun, you know? Like, you think bright lights, there's... I mean, there's arcades and shows, but then you get there and you're like, it's all pretty much adult heavy. And when the when the sun goes down, you feel like kids don't look anywhere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Look at the pretty lights. That's it. Don't yeah. look anywhere else. And yeah, we weren't even on the strip. So, you know, you kind of get a little more of that sketchy, you know, and I, and I, yeah, and
1: there's crowds the farther away you get.
0: Yeah. And like, I've heard a lot of people talking about Seattle and how the city of Seattle's kind of turned into a dump over the last little bit, you know, or, and that's their opinion. I haven't been up there to like be firsthand. And I think, you know, have you guys been to Vegas? You know, everyone loves Vegas and yeah. everybody talks about how Vegas is so like such a cool city for this new hockey team. Like Seattle can't be that Inside far T-Mobile the- Arena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean I saw more uh, human shit on the side of the, the you know, the streets <laughs> and stuff than I have in a long time in Ve- in Vegas, so you know. I don't know what what classifies a, a nice city to get a new hockey team. I think Seattle's going to do just fine. I mean, we're going we're going to go into more in depth on that in a minute, but I just kind of want to talk about that when I was talking about Vegas. But yeah, definitely kind of dirty and stuff. But I was going to say when we went to the rink, it was like the rink is. I mean, well, and Henderson has done a well job, a really good job of like this new practice facility, and it's in a nice area down there in Henderson. And we didn't get to play in the Vegas one, the Vegas Golden Knights practice facility, but I think it's pretty similar. But the one in Henderson is like, dude, you walk through those doors and it's hockey. It's hockey town, you know? And like, you're like, okay, this is legit. And dude, the rink is first class. It's pretty simple, you know, but it was first class and the, the staff that works there, like hats off to them. They were like it was the nicest staff at any rink I've ever been to. Like, just nice, helpful. Like they're before our third game, Brooks was being a little you know, a bit of a turd and stuff, and we were kind of walking around and and he like. Oh, saw well, I don't sound like Brooks at all. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I mean he was tired. I mean that was hard with him not getting naps and stuff, but uh He loves to watch the Zambonis, and, like, they do the two Zamboni thing on every time they do the ice just to get it done quicker, I think, or just let it have more time to sit and get a nice, you know, sheet of ice, which you don't really get here in Utah. You know, you're always getting on in the swamp pond. But um, Zamboni guy got off, you know, he's pulling off, and, like, Brooks was, like, pointing out of the Zamboni, and the guy, like, pointed back at him, you know. And like I was like, mm. oh look, you know, he's waving. And then like he like the guy like points at me from the crowd and he like points at his Zamboni. And I was like, yeah, he likes the Zamboni and he like, no, he's like gives me a nod, like points come at the over here? and him. And I was like, yeah, sure, I guess we'd come look at the Zamboni and he's he like jumps off and he's like, throw him up there. Does he want to sit on the Zamboni? You know, and I was like, "All right, oh, dude, cool, you man. love it." You know, and I got a picture of Brooks on the Zamboni. I think I shared it on the story, but yeah, dude, I remember seeing that. He was in heaven, like he was just loving it, and like that was the only picture I could give him, like looking at me because he was just so stoked about being on the Zamboni, like looking around and stuff. So, just cool people running the place, super helpful, super. Like, what I mean, like, I mean, the city of Vegas was kind of, you know, it was Vegas. It was dirty. It's whatever. It's Vegas. We all know what we're going to get when we go to Vegas. But, like, walking through the door, just like when you go to T-Mobile Arena, it's like they click on, and it's like, boom, this is hockey, you know, town. And they love their hockey there, and, like, it's just first class. So, shout out to the, you know, the rink out in Henderson and their staff there, and, I guess the Silver Knights are building their arena there right now. Right now they're playing in the basement of the Orleans, which is where the Grizzlies used to play the Wranglers. So, okay. so yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's really, I mean, the, the tournament was super awesome. Um, you know, my only complaint is with the team was we kind of got that Utah hockey mentality. And I don't know if you know what I mean, but like they kind of take it up and score. Like not a lot the of team like play,
1: individual style play, yeah, like individualistic yeah. kind of play.
0: And I really think that's what hurt us was we did not play as a team. Like when think, Lexi and yeah. the girls got out there, like I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like we tried to talk passing and stuff, you know, a lot last year. Even though we got our butts kicked, like we really tried to press that, you know, like passing is good and stuff. And they made some awesome passes, but you know. It just wasn't a team effort. It was dump it. It was just advance the puck forward. It was not, you know, keep it possession as a team. It was keep it possession as an individual more. And, like, I'm going to take it up and I'm going to try and score. Not like, hey, let's let's take it up and score.
1: Right. And was it a a more a more of a combination of like house players. Cause I think that's something you got to break too. No, and it was a that lot of transition. travel.
0: It was a lot of travel players. I mean, really? these kids were like when we went, in, cause Lexi skated with the Eagles, they're doing a couple skates before they have tryouts. So she skated with them on Thursday yeah. and there was like five or six kids there from the tournament. So we're talking, yeah. you know, travel kids playing travel hockey or, you know, your top house kids, like, and so I was really excited for this, but there just wasn't a lot of passing and team play. And maybe it's that they hadn't played together as a team, so they didn't know each other. But yeah, I think you can add in a other. little more
1: pride factor.
0: Yeah, they didn't they didn't trust each other. It seemed like so. I mean, that was my only, uh, you know, downfall as a team. But yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's hard to put tournament teams together you know, a short amount of time. And then the younger, the kids, you know, it's the harder it is to kind of instill that as like, Hey, we are a team. We have to play with all five players on the ice or, else, yeah. you know, like we're not going to be good enough to beat these teams with, you know, talent with one, like, it's like talent alone. You don't have enough talent alone. You yeah, don't yeah. have enough talent alone or talent alone with one person yeah. to, to win a tournament, you know, like that. But you know, Hey, that's it's good that they're starting at this age to try and, get together and step outside the comfort zone so yeah so those those values stick as they age out
0: yeah and I I still see it as a success you know full tournament and we'd do it again next weekend if they call us up you know it was that much fun and I think she had that much fun and that's really and that's really why we're doing it you know is for the fun factor like yeah she wants to you know get better and whatever but it's really hey did you have fun or did you not have fun and that's Really you want the yeah. you want the yes and that, you know, answer. So
1: I, I always thought Vegas was a fun place to go for a tournament, even with just the uh, Fiesta casino rink too. But now with Henderson and the Vegas, you know, Knights practice arena being in the mix, that's only I think getting add to the experience moving was the fiesta? I'm glad that the Knights
0: Was the Fiesta was where that? the old rink was? Yeah. Oh my was gosh, this... I remember that.
1: Was it still is it still going? So I saw no, I don't. The US, no, the Warriors or the vet, like the USA Warriors Foundation, with the Warriors uh, or as a USA or U Armed Services organization, whatever the ones that runs these Warrior tournaments around the nation with USA Hockey and the um, military, they're doing the Veterans Day tournament there that I'm also going to go to, and they their page still says they're not sure if it's going to be at the Fiesta. Oh, or maybe they the still have the rink. Or, or the uh, Vegas practice rink. I don't, and maybe it's not called, I think it might be called the Pepsi rink within the Fiesta now or something like that. I think the rink might have a different name, but yeah. Um, I just remember. Anyways,
0: Yeah. It's, it's
1: great that the Knights have brought so much more hockey mentality and, and yeah. love to that city too. Both Henderson silver Knights now and Vegas gold Knights.
0: Yeah. Cause I remember when we played there, when I was a youth, you know, we played at this rink and it was like, the shittiest rink I have ever played in. (laughs) like With the
1: stands, like, up above, where you had to, like... Yeah, it was weird, Like, they weren't, like... Right, the bleachers, they didn't just go from, like, bleachers right behind the glass. Was there a casino, like, in
0: the middle of it, too? Like, an arcade or a casino in the middle?
1: Yeah, like, like, right outside the rink is a a casino, man. Like, it's a casino hotel with a rink inside of it.
0: Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. It's been a long time, but...
1: I think it's more of an adult-friendly tournament place, you know, because you can be in whatever (laughs) tournament and you can be in the casino doing whatever you're doing, drinking beverages, and then stumble over to the rink without having to drive anywhere, you know.
0: I'm I'm good. I'm here. Yeah, definitely. So, So, but yeah, super good time. We should probably get into our show. I mean, we're we're quite a ways. Anyways, let's. let's, Yeah, I was I was going to mention that uh, uh, 12U junior grizz and eagles tryouts are on July. 31st and the 18 tier two eagles tryouts are august 19th and saturday august 21st at the south davis rec center so those are the only two tryouts i really had to mention but yeah we can get into the you know the actual stuff we want to talk about right man so
1: well you know been a cold couple weeks for us in the men's league scene. We lost six two oh, yeah. I think was, last week. Yeah. yeah. And then uh two to one week four. Oh,
0: man, the two to one was the nail biter, you know. It was just it was so a lot close. of missed
1: opportunities.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Whatever, but it's all right. So hey. we got we got our last game of the season coming up of the regular season, you know. We still got one playoff game at least, but last game on Wednesday, yeah. six thirty, early game, so We'll be ready that for nice. that we'll one. Keep you posted. We'll get, right. Let's get let's finish the season on a win. Is that the Leafs we got? No, we got BMA Green Team. Okay. You know we could do that. We've we always played it. pretty well against them. They just usually, you know, have you know old Weaver State. You know, maybe he'll practice will yeah. started
1: by then, and then he can't show up. I believe his, I believe his name's Ryan Barrett or Barrett. So however you say it, Barrett. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think I, I found him on their on their page. So. Yeah, Ryan, we're coming. You know, yeah. He's yeah. good for like three or four breakaway goals. He doesn't he's usually not skating too hard outside of those goal those no, no. breakaways or chances in the offensive zone, but
0: Yeah. Hopefully he skates harder so in people state that. games than he does in our men's league <laughs> games. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah. Oh, love, it, so, love it. Well speaking of him, college hockey, I did have a couple updates. There's not I mean most play most teams seem like they're pretty complete as far as rosters go where they've been making a bunch yeah. of signings. And then they're only two months away, less than two months now. So it's like September 17th, Weaver State kicks off against UVU. And I'm sure all the other teams are probably going to be that same weekend. Yeah. Um, but I did see that Ryan Ertis and, or no, Michael Ertis and Ryan Wirth from the Riverblades are signing with the U. Yeah, I, I, so I, actually, shared, cool.
0: I actually shared the one today, but it was like. And I like commented on their thing. I was like, "Dude, this is the spookiest uh, college, you know, commit, you know." It was an interesting
1: yeah. photo they chose to go with. Yeah, like it was sp-
0: and I was like, "Is it October yet?" You know, like a spooky, but you know,
1: like but stepping I guess out of shadows. Yeah. So
0: doesn't even it's not even funny anymore. But yeah, I was right like, man. you know, could have picked an action photo, but we went with the spooky one.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not sure what the choice it was. If they just had to like. They want to do something real quick, like okay, we get the first photo we can find of him. Yeah, so uh, I'm super excited. We we tried to get him on the pod last year, right?
0: Um, yeah, we ended up Captain Mike Curtis, yeah, or whatever. So I'm excited to get a lot of these these Riverblade guys out there on the podcast and get some college hockey players. So hey, college hockey players, if you want to come on, you know, we're pretty chill. We can we can talk, you know, and spitball. We can talk trash.
1: Yeah, it's we time can... for that. I mean, with these seasons about to start, dude, the river, you know, the junior teams and the college teams finalizing rosters. It's time. Let's you guys come talk to us. Let's talk about your upcoming season. What let's, you're excited about?
0: Let's talk trash on whatever team you guys want to talk trash on.
1: <laughs> That's right. You know, outliers have some bragging rights right now.
0: Yeah, outliers Making do. The so, Riverblades, show up. You know, you know, we ha- we know we love the Riverblades on this podcast. So. <laughs>
1: Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see if they can continue that crazy run they went on. this. Yeah, I
0: know I know, I know, they got a new coach, so hopefully that coach can have the same magic, you know, as the other one did last year with the other team, so. Uh, good segue. Excited, I was, excited yeah. for that. Oh, are you going to mention
1: that? Danny, Danny Randall, yeah, yeah, got hired. I think he's been helping out with, like, USA Hockey in Utah and doing camps and stuff like that, so. Seems like he's been out recruiting. They were at one of those Chowder Cups. Yeah, it seems like all the teams weekend. were at
0: the Chatter Cup. You know, scaling. Trace was going to be there. Oh, Trace was.
1: He was originally going to go, and then he signed. So he's had there's been some Trace drama actually. Oh, let's this that, well, he, Trace hour. So he got, you know, the uh, Gilmore Academy posted that they signed him. Yeah, right, Gilmore yeah. Prep Academy. But I, I guess Trace never really had any intentions like real big oh. intentions of playing there. Oh. But it was like, they had this little, like kind of agent guy helping them out this year, like get recruited. And, it, and he kind of got Trace's dad on board with Gilmore real early on. And Trace went out for a skate. And, and it's a beautiful place. Like it looks like yeah. Hogwarts Facilities are awesome. It's like, I mean, it, it's expensive. It's really expensive, but it's the full experience. And uh, so Keith was, it, dad Keith was really excited about it. And uh, Trace I guess hasn't been so hot. I was like, the team was okay. The league's okay. And you know, they pay so much attention to this. And, uh, so he ended up like his buddy plays for the, uh, Maine Nordiques, which is another like academy style hockey program. Like what he played in last year where it's like schoolings online. Yeah. And you basically do hockey majority of the day and then some online school. And, yeah. uh, his, so he another friend, he has two friends in there. One of the dads was like, Hey, there's, I'm like talking to my mom, they are still looking for some spots. I heard I could get you in contact with the coach. And she's like, yeah, do you want to give them our name and, and let them know? And then they reached out and they were like, yeah, we want to sign you. Actually, we need a power forward. And like, Trace oh, was dang. like, I'll, I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Yeah. And then one of his friends kind of freaked out actually. And her, his mom were like, you're, you're going to ruin his career. You're going to take his playing time. And it was like, what well, they're all trying to play together. Like yeah. calm down. And they, it's pretty funny though. Cause like, his mom was like acting like the sky's falling, like his career's over now because Trace is going out there. And oh. like, okay, you got to understand at this level, anybody can come take your son's playing time.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not like just because they ha- they you know Trace goes on the team and that's instantly gonna that's that's what that's gonna be the guy that does it. But um, well, if this kid you know, you're, really you're has a chance to win at that level,
0: you know, if this kid has a chance, maybe you should go somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, or just beat Trace out. You know, try it. It's competition. Yeah, competition is mean, good. He's at a on stage. stage.
1: Yeah, him and Trace have known each other forever. He's like, a, he's like my, like, he's like me. He's like five something, you know, five feet tall and Trace is, you know, six <laughs> two. So I yeah. think it's a little harder, like, or, you, you know, the size-wise Trace has got an advantage. But, you know, he can still grind. And I think, you know, if you got to understand at that level, man, that they're playing to win. And then if you're not going to be the guy, you know, that's time take that Garrett Metcalf mentality, you know. And yeah. just know that you're making yourself better, man. Like, yeah. you're, you can still go somewhere. You're 16 years old, man. You be have ready. a future after this. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. So, anyways, that's Trace. Trace is going to be at that Chowder Cup. You know, long story short now, and uh, he ended up going because he ended up signing with this Nordiques team. So
0: Main Nordiques.
1: Yeah, and I guess he's going to be, they have like a little like mobile home or modular living situation, they call it. Like the kids live together, and these little uh, mobile homes are like attached to the rink. It's like on the same campus as the rink.
0: That's cool. And I think there's
1: like some chaperones that live in there instead of like living with Phillip families.
0: That's cool.
1: So you know he'll be having a good time. I don't think he even really has to stray very far from the rink. So another <laughs> so, good year of, so he, of is all, he got, did all he ever, did he
0: ever end up getting the license?
1: Uh, he gets it in like September.
0: Oh, he got, like it in he, got he finally okay.
1: got the testing done like way late. So you know he turned 16 in January. He's gonna get his license in like September
0: or something. So nice. So. Yeah,
1: but I guess this Nordic team beat the Gilmore Academy pretty bad that he was going to oh. go to, and so I was like, I did say some talk to Smack, and I was like, it would be pretty funny if you guys lose losing them this year.
0: <laughs> They're like, hey, Trace, he was going to come play for us, and he screwed us. Let's get him. He's got, yeah, he's gotta got, drop the better in his spot. Watch, he's got to drop the gloves with <laughs> somebody. Like they got a goon, at Gilmore Academy. At Gilmore Academy, yeah. they better have a Happy Gilmore like type player.
1: So, Trace, like, didn't sign, and they ended up signing, like, a Vakota,
0: you know? <laughs> they, they went out and got a guy named Happy Gilmore. <laughs> he's, he's more like not-so-happy Gilmore. Here we go. <laughs> Grumpy Gilmore.
1: So, yeah. yeah, anyways. So, yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, these junior teams are out recruiting there, though, the Chowder Cup. Um, I was going to say I saw that uh, Ogden looks like they've wrapped up all their trials with, you know, all their – uh, travel teams and the junior team getting over 150 players yeah, coming out. And then they signed that 2021 AHL and AHL draft pick, Trey Hirschfeld in net. Okay. So and he's a Colorado state champion. So we'll see, you know, how Ogden looks next year.
0: He's got that. And then, yeah. I realized that all these goalies, they all got the mattress for the chest pads. Like they're all going the Vasilevsky chest pads, you know, just the mattress and the jersey. Yeah. <laughs> why not why not right it's working they lift it up it's got like a purple logo on it like purple mattress <laughs> that's what purple should get into next right <laughs> Yeah, here <gear>. seriously right? <laughs> hey it's a utah company maybe we should uh, see if they want to venture out into some hockey pads
1: let's go talk to the yeah is it the uh not Jameson Brothers. What do they call that? I can't remember.
0: they uh makes all those funny videos. Uh, their uh, commercial would be uh, you know how they always have the egg, you know, on the bed, you know, and it doesn't smash. They'll just like yeah. refilm that scene from mighty ducks with the egg where he shoots it at Bombay, you know, and it like splatters off <laughs> of him. But he's wearing, he's wearing the purple chest pads, like Goldberg is. And oh. it just like absorbs <laughs> and doesn't crack. <laughs> gold, Dude, gold. I'm calling purple up right now. But, yeah, so, uh, do you have any more uh, Utah news? You want to go over, or you want to go into? Um, I was just
1: going to say that, uh, yeah, I saw that uh, Brad McCloskey and he signed with Florida Gulf Coast from Provo. That, oh, that yeah. used to yeah. be the top team, I remember, in the club hockey for a while. I think it was basically because it was like a resort on a beach, and you could also <laughs> play hockey. Yeah. Like, you could rent jet skis from, like, your school, you know, and during the day, and then be playing hockey that weekend, and then... Was it Dmitry Kovanek is gonna go back to Ukraine and play in the Ukrainian hockey league? Which I think is a pro league or they it's like the highest level league in the Ukraine it says I don't I don't know if it counts as professional, but anyways. Still cool. So that's the latest I've seen from from the junior market in Utah.
0: Yeah. Excited for those guys to get rolling this next season so we can, you know, have some more stuff to talk about.
1: I know we got to get more of them on the pod now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you want to jump over to the NHL? Plenty to talk about there. Let's. There's been a lot cracking.
1: <laughs>
0: Unintended. <laughs> I, I ran into a guy and I think he was a little cracked out, but he was just going off about how terrible it was that they named the crack the Seattle team the Kraken because they're all crackheads up in Seattle. And they're going to be named the crackheads now. And I've heard a couple people refer to them as the crackheads, but eh, Kraken's still a cool uh, name. Did you? Is there another name that you wish they would have chosen over the Kraken? Um,
1: you know, I'm not too big. Like, I don't know too much about Seattle. So I, I think I kind of liked a Seattle sturgeon. Okay. Just cause I know like those fish get pretty crazy. Huge mites. Uh, Trace's dad actually grew up in that area, and he. I remember him telling me as a kid, like stories of like the sturgeon getting big enough to like bash these like divers fixing the dams in there, like they bash them <laughs> against the dam and kill them, dude. I, oh, I don't dang. know if it was a real thing or if that's like an urban legend, but it scared the crap out of me to think of like <laughs> these big monstrous fish swimming around in that uh, whatever that river is out there.
0: They're like whales, but Seattle. they're they're fish whales.
1: Right? Yeah. Like they like they like I think those fish like have like almost like a big alligator looking face or something you know
0: they're, but they're not a like a snake like body they don't they're not it's not shark week up there it's sturgeon week you know and they got like sturgeon week them. right <laughs> it's sturgeon week up here in seattle all these horror stories of divers getting mauled by sturgeon but no i was mm. i was on the i wanted this seattle sasquatches i think that would have been awesome
1: Sasquatch that, that, that's all Was it, is that where is there like Sasquatch sightings and stuff in that's like that's like where that most
0: of them are like up there I mean the, you got
1: all those trees out there
0: yeah stuff. I think that's kind of like where like like that like if you like follow the the myth or whatever I think it's the you know the upper the upper western you know that's where the the Bigfoot you know sightings are I guess you know like that's okay. where it's Bigfoot country up there so I think Seattle Sasquatches would have been awesome. Benny Benny went on a, his mission to Seattle, and he uh, he came home with this shirt that was like you know like the typical like s- Sasquatch or a Bigfoot like you know like pose you always see like in pictures. So it was like yeah that, like silhouette. It was it was him trees and it had like Bigfoot, and then he was like holding a hockey stick or whatever. <laughs> So that's pretty good, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Seattle Kraken entering the league this year, super exciting. And I mean, the unprotected lists were insane that some of these teams put out. Like, you could not believe, you know, some of these names that were on these lists. And it seemed like they were just going to be picking an all star team. And right, I don't know, man. I think the Seattle they- kind of messed up here they, they I, yeah, it,
1: it's you it makes you wonder if there's like a long if there's an end game, a long term end game they got go they and they're that they're looking to do right now or that they got a plan for because yeah, I mean like the biggest name that I saw on that roster from is Everly, you yeah. know, but like I mean thirty year old Jordan Everly, Yanni Gord maybe, but
0: yeah, and I think Yanni Gord, I have him like as my number one like good pick probably. Because he's a little bit younger, so he's probably going to have a little more left in the tank. But, like, you know, I thought about Jordan Eberly and I have him, like, in my, my bad pick, actually. Like, Eberly I think he's past his prime. So, I mean, you're getting... yeah. I mean, he didn't have, like, the greatest year. I mean, we're all thinking about, you know, Jordan Eberly probably, you know, playing next to Taylor Hall or when he first got to the island and he was their top player, kind of, so to say. But, I mean, he's not... I don't know. He had a good year, but I don't know. I don't think that's a great pick. I think it's a. I think he could have got someone a little bit better, like especially from that Islanders not saying, yeah. team. Like he could have been picking some of these, some of those like fourth liners that you know, you know, have a little grind to their game. Like Everly just kind of seems like, eh, you know, like three years ago, great pick, but yeah, I mean, you know, like he said, he's over thirty, so I mean, I Yanni, think my favorite pick. Is probably Banachek in net. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah.
1: I think he looked, you know, because he looked really good for Washington in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's a good goalie to start to try to build around. But
0: And I and I think that, like, they picked him and then Chris Drieger, which Drieger was trending in the right direction for Florida, you know, but he only got half the starts in the playoffs. I mean, him and Bob Rosky kind of split it. But, Drigger's probably the better goalie, you know, consistently. I mean, Bob Roski's the better goalie like when he's on like for sure So yeah, but in Florida they kind of had an abundance of goalies So I think that was more like a hey Let's take him because I mean they got Spencer Knight and I really think that yeah
1: your boy Spencer
0: Yeah, Spencer Knight. I'm super excited because I mean this means that he's gonna be the number two this year I mean I'd love it if they bought out Sergey Borowski. I can't speak today, but you know, but if they, they got rid of Bob, dude, I think Spencer Knight could be the starter next year. I think they could even, you know, get something else, you know, in net also. I mean, maybe pick up a UFA for cheap and do Spencer yeah. Knight and like a, even like a Devin Dubnik or someone, you know. But I mean, they got Bob Rasky, whatever. They're paying him and they're going to roll with it. So. Um, Drigger was a good pick, but, I mean, I think there was definitely better goalies. I mean, there was Carey Price out there. You could have had yeah, Carey I mean, freaking was, Price.
1: Carey Price. Wasn't McElhinney available, too, from the bolts You know, he's yeah. been a pretty I capable mean, backup I mean, down yeah. there. So I think McElhinney could start on a team like uh, Edmonton. Yeah. Right? Oh, but I mean, he, we can he get, get to Edmonton and their
0: goalie of, situation going forward. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, definitely, yeah. like, I think, like you said, the Vinicek, the Vinicek, Fantech, whatever. Yes, that was a solid goalie pick. Like, because Washington just always produces good goalies. Like, I don't know what they got going into the water, but they know how to pick goalies. Like, they just—I mean, Barlamov, yeah. Holby. I mean, you can go on and on about goalies from Washington that have done good. Grubauer, you know. So, here's just another—you know—Washington goalie that's you know going off somewhere else. It's going to be a starter. So, I think he. I don't know. I think they're, they're plugging Drieger as the starter, but I think Vinicek, Vin, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: not secure. Vinicek,
0: Vinicek, whatever. Like, I think he could definitely. I think they could just split the season 50-50. But, um, honestly, I like the Flurry brothers pick. Kel and Hayden. I mean, that's who they ended up picking from Montreal instead of uh, Carey Price. But I think that's pretty cool. They got both those yeah. brothers, you know, out there. Um, the Vince Dunn and Jamie Oleski, you know, those are two solid D men they picked up. Um, I don't like I, the Adam Larson pick. I think he hasn't done really that much for Edmonton. You know, there was other people available. Yeah. I think that, and they and they and they picked him and signed him already. Why? I mean, there's plenty, and like,
1: yeah, I Alexiak on, and Larson and yeah, Elsie signed today. They, they moved it quick on those guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Jared McCann pick was like a, a good pickup. I think he's a solid player, but like, I mean, Toronto trades for him just to get him picked up, like that was kind of weird. I just felt like and that's that was... what makes
1: me think. I was like, when I saw the like the Penguins trade I was like, why are they trading McCann? And maybe that is, I guess, why they weren't going to protect him and they wanted to get something. And I, yeah, maybe it was a whole deal in the background. Like, we're just going to end up playing for the cracking, butt. Let's let's do this. I don't know, move some money around, but yeah, it was kind of a weird situation. And I like I like Tanev as an energy guy, dude. That might You have know been, he's not going to be I'll, your like yeah number one, but he's yeah he's going to produce, and he he's he's a, a flyer out there, man.
0: Yeah, and I ba- basically Pittsburgh got two picks. You know, they got two picks from Pittsburgh because Jared McCann was a you know a leaf for a good like six days. But I think yeah. Brandon Tanev. I mean, okay, Mark Geriodano or whatever, like, that's a great pickup, and he's got one year, and he's going to be a solid guy, but, dude, he's old. He's really, I mean. Yeah. I see him like the, uh, who was it? It was a guy from Vegas that ended up, uh, he was from Vegas, did the speech. England, England. So oh, yeah, England, yeah. You know, like, he was a pickup and he was like a, okay, I guess, you know, you know, loud mm-hmm. guy in the room. And, you know, he's from Vegas, that the whole shooting thing. And he had that wonderful, like, like Is that speech still plays today. Get you all teary eyed. So a super cool dude. And everyone saw him as kind of the captain a good leader, but you know, yeah. they didn't ever give him the C because I don't think he was ever in the long term plan, and I think that's what you get with Mark Jerry Donnelly. Like, you get a good defenseman, but he's not a long-term plan. So, yeah, I mean, definitely a, a good pickup. I mean, that's who I would have taken, but he's got one year and he's done. But Brandon Tanev, best pickup. Like, dude, that guy's energy. For the value, man. Yeah, and they did pick up a lot of, like, hard hitters, a lot, a lot of heavy guys. Like, I mean, Jamie Leskiak, they announced that he's the heaviest guy in the league. So, I think, yeah, so
1: it could be like a good, like the chemistry wise, it could be like a good group of guys, you know, as far as playing well together, maybe that's kind of what they're looking at in the chess game, and then, yeah, well, Everly and uh, Gord are the only two players with contracts over five mil per season, Yeah, so they're definitely getting that bang for buck yeah. roster right now, they don't have anybody breaking the bank.
0: And UFA's about to open up, and maybe they're going to attract some people there, but like I If I'm a guy, like, here's my thing with UFA is they didn't pick up anybody that was expensive, that was good and expensive. Like, we got that. We got that that wasn't their game plan because they didn't pick up any of the guys who score goals. They were expensive. They didn't pick up Uterasenko. There's a couple other guys they didn't pick up. They were, you know, good goal scorers. And you kind of think, okay, well, maybe they're going to get them in UFA. And I'm like, well, UFA, you have to lure them to you. And you're going to have to pay them top dollar. You could have just got these guys at the asking price. So I don't know if they're going to do themselves you know, any good going to UFA with all this money. Are they just going to blow it? Are they going to do what Vegas did and they're going to be cap crunched in a couple years? I don't know. I mean, picking 30 players, you knew they had to pick a few guys that were probably going to be in the AHL because you can't pick 30 guys and put them all on the roster. So you got to pick, couple, yeah. you know, guys to put down in the HL or, you know, kind of trade and, you know, Tyler Pitlick already gets traded. So <laughs> he you know, right. you Welcome to the cracking. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't know what their game plan is here. I'm kind of at loss of words. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I didn't it, really like it. I didn't like their draft. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be competitive. Like, I, the night before, I was like, oh my gosh, I should have put money on the Kraken, you know, like before leaving Vegas. And then after With the all draft, these players available. I was like, dude, I'm glad I did not put money on the Kraken because like, dude, this team is not going to be as good as I thought they were going to be. And, and I think yeah. Vegas has kind of set the bar high and that's the new like standard for a new team. And I just don't think they're going to live up to it. I think
1: if they're smart, maybe they, you know, they make. One or two more signings and spend a little bit of money, and then, I, you know, wait till the trade deadline and see where you're at. And then reassess and be like, hey, if you're making a push, make a trade, and you know, spend some like you could, and have that room available to afford a player. But like, it doesn't seem like a roster right now that you should go trying to break the bank with to push opening season. And, and it seems like a roster that you're looking to down the line in a couple of years to pan out with prospects and you know, a Matthew for Year's the first, you know, pick ever for them out yeah. of Michigan. So. Yeah,
0: and, I mean, we can get into that in a sec, but, like, I really think that was their best pick was the next, you know, night in the draft or two nights later in the real draft. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, dude, you what you could have had. And, like, yeah, you would have spent a lot of money, but, I mean, I don't know. I think you first couple seasons, out like, out of I day. think Vegas having that first season where they killed it they're still riding that high. They are still riding. The fans expect them to win every year. So, I look at the the Seattle and I'm like, I mean, this is what a team would have drafted back when like Columbus and Minnesota were drafting, you know, like when they had their expansion drafts. Like this looks like a team they would have drafted. And those teams that you know the old expansion draft rules and stuff like did not set teams up for success. Like Columbus Blue Jackets have won one real playoff series since, really, or was it two? I I can yeah. only one or two. So, I mean, twenty something years, and you've won two playoff series, like that could be what the Kraken are dealing with. So, and and like still, Columbus is not a place where people there have a hard time, you know, like keeping people. And Minnesota really hasn't. I think they made it to the Western Conference Finals once, but I mean. 20-something years down the road, they still have not made it to the finals. They still have not won a Stanley Cup, so I think Seattle kind of just shot themselves in the foot, and like, I think they could have gone for gold in these first couple years and just tried to win as many games and just set that, like, that's our our bar, you know, like, winning games. Because any team, I mean, I've been a Leafs fan for a long time, and it's always like, this is our year. This is our year. This is our year. And Teams that have that mentality, they just don't win. You know, I mean, or, you know, we're, we're, we've got a long term plan. we got a long term plan. we got a long term plan. Like Ottawa Senators, man. Like, when is this long term plan, you know, going to pan out? Like, I don't know. So, I don't know. Seattle crack in. I think, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean,
1: I'm one team that has seemed to have butted in with a plan like that. And maybe, maybe that wasn't their plan, but they just been able to capitalize off of such good picks is, is Colorado. You know, they've, I mean, they've had Nathan McKinnon, and Lanneskog Johnson out there for a while, but like, you know, Kael McCarr and Miko yeah. Rantanen and these like younger guys. And they picked up Rantanen, like that have really like just blossomed really early. Yeah. But, you know, those are diamonds in the rough. It's hard to, it's well, hard to know every you know, yeah. prospects are out yeah. like that.
0: Like, Landis Gog, what was he, a two or three pick? McKinnon was a first pick, and Kel McCarr was a top four pick. And Rantanen was a first-round pick, I believe, but not, like, top 10. I think he was, like, 17 or something. So those are all top picks. So these guys you just picked up in the, you know, the expansion draft, they're not number one guys. Yeah, no. Like, they're not top five picks. And so... I don't know. I think they really had a chance to, you know, get a a leg up on the competition, and they kind of dropped the ball. And I guess now they got to live with their decisions, and we'll see where it goes from here. I'm still excited to see them play, unless they
1: know something we don't know. Yeah, you know, like unless there's something that you know they've worked with behind the scenes in NHL teams, or if there's you know some chess move that they're playing right now. There's like without there being you know something they know that we don't know. Well, it, it doesn't seem like you yeah. have this Vegas Cup run team. That's yeah, sure.
0: and everyone says, "Well, they weaponizing their cap space and this and this." And like, you want to know a team that's weaponized their cap space for a long time? Arizona Coyotes. They have weaponized it's their worked cap space really sp- well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like they've taken on so many bad contracts to get these, you know, good picks and all this stuff, and really tried to weaponize having that cap space, and. W- what was the last Arizona Coyotes team that was, like, really a dangerous team? I mean, Shane Doan? It,
1: 2012, I think. Or yeah. 2012 or 2013, Western yeah. Conference Finals, and then right back down to, like, bottom of the league.
0: Yeah, and I mean, with Shane Doan they, literally and just, they literally just did it again by trading for Louis Erickson, which is basically dead cap space. So, so
1: I know. Louis Erickson put up, like, a few good years in Dallas and he keeps getting these like trades or like he got a big contract with Boston and then he yeah. was like out of there real quick. Yeah. got you know had some concussions unfortunate but yeah I I, I didn't even realize he was just journeying through the league like I when I saw that trade I was like Louis Erickson.
0: yeah I mean, you want to jump over to like trades?
1: Yeah, let's talk some of these big trades, man. yeah, so I have been a little baffled.
0: yeah. so I mean we have Alex Novelgic Neve- going for Jonathan Bernier. That was crazy to me. Like, he was playing in the
1: playoffs. Like, yeah. he was doing well
0: in like, the playoffs. Fan favorite. Like, you know, he looked like he's got his brows done with all the chicks, you know, these days. But, you know, but, uh, yeah, he's it, got that, like, Cinderella story, you know, coming up, you know, putting on waivers. But I guess they just don't like him in Carolina. I don't know what is going on, but they traded him. And even Stevie Y got on and he's like, you know, I can't explain – what they did, why they did it, but they did it, you know, so.
1: You get a 32-year-old Bernier that's won, like, two playoff games, I think, in his career, I you know. A goalie that's you know, never two-
0: lived up to his stand, like, his like, uh.
1: Yeah, he's been playing some minutes in Detroit, but, yeah, I mean, we've all seen the record that Detroit's been putting up, you know, it hasn't been pretty these last few seasons. I mean, I, I you know, a 25-year-old goalie that seemed to be budding. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you tra- you make that move. I
0: don't. Yeah, and then you get Shane Gosses bear going to Arizona for literally nothing. Like, nothing. Dude, no, dude. no no seventh-round pick, no bag of pucks, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Philly's just like, yeah, they're like, send it all away. It's like, send it all away, we're redoing this. And so, like, yeah, Goss' bear, and Nolan Patrick, I didn't, I didn't think they were, I mean, maybe they gave him yeah. enough time to prove himself, but... You know, I do like the pickups of Rista Linen and Ryan Ellis there yeah. on D because they were they were looking pretty rough on D last year.
0: Yeah, I mean they get but, Ryan Ellis, um, so I mean I just don't see what Philly's doing. Like, I know like board check like, for Acutine. Like, are I they rebuilding? They the or Are they just like flipping the roster? I think they're just flipping it. Oh, like. Oh.
1: It seems like they're trying to pull like a miracle move, you know, or something. I'm looking for the right guys, you know, like yeah. I, maybe mix up the chemistry, put Cam Atkinson alongside Giroux, yeah, and could, see what we get here.
0: Well, you see him, like trade Goss spare for nothing, but then they get Ryan Ellis, and it's like, okay, well, I, I, okay, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. And then he's
1: 30, he's you know, yeah, and then and they he trade away Vortech, like, but... and
0: they bring back Cam, Cam Atkinson. Like, okay trade away expensive, you know, goal scorer that's not scoring and you get a, a grinder kind of guy. So, I don't know. And they pick up Bristol Line in. I don't know.
1: It's yeah, it's kind of like a I don't know. I mean, it's impressive that they were willing to deal in, but the end result, I don't know if it's going to change the the overall record much you know or in yeah, the positive and maybe
0: they're just like you said looking for the right guys because i mean they traded for wrist lining for a 20 for their first round pick this year so they're not in a rebuild
1: yeah and no i mean they in the, in the early in the season it was like it looked like philly was going to be in the mix and yeah. then they just pulled that philly midway through started losing the rangers by 19 goals finally you think know they, <laughs> got a,
0: they finally think they got a goalie in carter hart and then he ends up being a a Philly goalie that's just losing games that he, you know, he can't explain. If he plays against New
1: York, you know, he's Swiss cheese.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're putting up a touchdown, you know, nine points. What
1: is it? The Benajad went from like, you know, a hundredth in the point standings to like third, 30th. Yeah. For like, yeah. Third after like two games against
0: Philly. Yeah. Like, okay. And then, Um, I mean, the uh, F- Butch Navich, my favorite name to say, you know, in the league. But he goes to St. Louis for Sammy Blaze. It's a good trade. It's a good trade. Yeah. I, mean, um, I, I, I was surprised at how many of his trades were just, like, switching up guys, you know?
1: Just yeah, what about guys. this? Right. Seth Jones, you know, going oh. down to Chicago. And, for I mean, they didn't have to give up much for him. But then I don't know if they're trying to make a Duncan Keith replacement here because then he gets an eight-year, nine-and-a-half mil yeah, contract. Like, I'm you, like, you it's a good defenseman,
0: but nine-and-a-half mil? You just you just got Duncan Keith off the books. Like, you've been trying to try and get that, you know, worked out for a long time. And you get him off the books and you sign Seth Jones, like, next week, you're like, oh, this time it'll be different. This time it'll be different.
1: You're still paying Tays and – Kane or, you know on those like 10 mil contracts like so you're like you okay so you're back in the same yeah and it's, situation it's eight years
0: also for Seth Jones so yeah
1: so like their long term is, is now
0: booked up once again on the blue line yeah so it is what it is I and guess they must, you know but that, that Seth they Jones must trade, think that, yeah I feel and like this is what I'm talking about like Columbus like they have a hard time getting people to stay there I mean Panarin, Bob Roski Duchesne Zingle. now Seth Jones. Flino like. now, you know, and Seth Jones, yeah. I mean, Flingo, I think, really liked being there. He just kind of liked the idea of being traded to Toronto and, you know. A contender, yeah. I mean, his dad played there, so he loved it being there. But, yeah, I mean, he, his time was up. I mean, he's a free agent again this summer. So, I think that was a different setting, you know. But, I mean, but let's talk about I mean, the biggest one, I thought, was the Garland – and uh Oliver Eckman Larson trade like that was huge.
1: Yeah, and I just don't know why. Yeah, Arizona does that. Oliver, well, Larson's wearing the sea out there, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lars, so. yeah. ekman Larson and I mean, so I, yeah, for Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and, and there's going to be a herself. lot. Of,
0: there's going to be a lot of new captains coming up this next season because there's a few that I have been on the mean, mood. I mean, you getting have, a number
1: nine pick is nice, but you don't know if that's going to pan out or anytime soon for Arizona. So I,
0: I like Beagle and Russell's all right, but I like Beagle. Like he's a, like if I was picking Seattle Kraken, I pick Jay Beagle. That fourth line guy that can win a lot of faceoffs. So I mean, that was my pick. You know, if I was picking, but so. Yeah, I mean it's a crazy trade, and you know I don't know. Like, Arizona's in that like I think they're in a rebuild, and I think they're going to really try and do it. But yeah, I mean, my, that was crazy. My other effort. head
1: scratcher, sorry, my other head scratcher here is, uh, just, it, overall, is Buffalo again. All right, you <laughs> yeah. know, is it hey betting the whole farm on power? You yeah. know, on power panning out because you know to get rid of Ristolainen and, and Reinhardt. Yeah, and then and, the Eichel situation still unclear.
0: Yeah, and they like, they did say though they would be happy starting the season with Eichel, but well, they better say so, stuff like it that. It sounds you know? like yeah. that they want to just scratch him, but but it the, the, seems like there has to be there's some other medical stuff that, and it feels like the relationship there is just rocky. So, and I and I heard a lot that like they're just asking way too much for Jack Eichel, which I mean he's Jack Eichel, but everyone knows that he doesn't want to play there and you've kind of made a point that you're going to trade him so everyone knows that so I mean they're not going to be offering up a bunch when they know that he wants out so to hold on to him I think is just hurting both of you and I mean try and get something in return and everyone wants to hold on to everything but I don't know it's a hard one because he is a all star you know every year from that team but yeah, it's a, that's a rough one. Yeah, but yeah trading Sam Reinhart. I mean, that was the easier one to get done, I think. I mean, they get they got a first round pick in twenty twenty two, and they got like I said, you know, Florida had a lot of goalie, you know, depth, and this is Devon Levy, which he wasn't a first round, but he was the goalie that played for the. I'm pretty sure it was the World Juniors goalie last year when they won the gold. They when Canada won the gold. So, he's a promising young goalie. I mean, when they picked up him, I'm like, well, you got Spencer Knight and Devin Levy? Like, I guess, yeah, that could be a good tandem, but they both seem like, I think it was maybe like which one pans out, but I think they saw Spencer Knight, and they're like, okay, that's our guy. So, I mean, you know, they signed Sam Bennett also, so Florida's definitely just moving forward with these guys they like.
1: That's one of the better signings I've seen. Yeah. A good deal for Bennett too.
0: Yeah, I like, mean it was
1: they didn't spend too much, but was it four years they gave him?
0: Yeah, four years at four two five, so decent like money solid decent, value. Decent, you know you know, years. And I mean, if we want to jump into the signings, Kel McCarr signs another like, you know, Seth Jones type, you know, deal where he's he's getting nine million for six years. A little less, a little less term, but still a lot of money. And for a lot of years, but Kel McCar is also a lot younger than Seth Jones, so I like that one. But for Colorado too, being yeah. a team that like is trying to get all these people like on these like you know team friendly deals, you know, got to get
1: Laniscog locked in.
0: Yeah, and that's the one that like it still hasn't happened, but yeah, I I just don't see him letting him walk. But he could. I mean, Wednesday
1: yeah. he seems like. Like an OB piece to them, you know. Like, uh, it doesn't seem like Washington. Obviously, Washington would not let OB leave, but, you know, I think, I feel like that should be the same. Yeah. In in Colorado, but yeah.
0: Yeah. But, and then Taylor Hall signs the $6 million four year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think in Boston, I think you're going to know what you're going to get, you know, and he, he seemed clearly a little more motivated when he was out there. He produced yeah. a lot better, but I, I don't see it I don't see them getting the Hart MVP winner.
0: No. You know
1: no. years ago but but hey, he, he can has, be a solid player
0: yeah. and Boston seems to like those solid players and they've kind of missed that past their first line so it's like they have that yeah, first you know Yeah, we're sort of being
1: back. Yeah. So.
0: But the 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 signing that like made me scratch my head. Like, we've talked about all these, like, things that have made us scratch our head. is Mike Smith getting another two years $2.2 million for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, my As soon as I saw that, dude,
1: I just laughed because I was like, I know Nick's going to have something to say about this. Oh, my God. I I love
0: Mike Smith. Like, I love him as a goalie, but giving him another two years? Oh, man. Dude, that last...
1: That's like a, a
0: Washington need, which
1: should sign him for that. Or, you know, after losing that goal, you know... Yeah. Their goal, not, yeah, their goalie and to the Kraken or something like... A team like that that has a, a number yeah. one can make that signing. But a team like Edmonton who needs a number one... <laughs>
0: what are they going to do? And maybe they think that they can attract, you know, uh, They're Freddie They're going to put a purple mattress
1: on him? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, yeah. I'm
0: looking at the the top goalies that are free agents and i mean frederick anderson is probably that one goalie that they could bring over i mean i know they've already they've already toronto's already working on a zach hyman trade sign because he's a restricted that's going to send him to edmonton i mean that's huge for edmonton and sucks for toronto but i mean maybe they're looking to pluck freddie anderson too but I don't know. There's not many. I mean, yeah. are they going to attract Philip Grubauer up there? Maybe. Maybe that's their deal. I don't know. Cause, maybe, yeah. I mean, you got Ranta, Dubnik, or, Rask yeah. maybe. Maybe Rask. I mean, he's kind of said that he wants to stay in Boston. That's kind of been those ones like it's just going to happen. It's just an, a matter of when. But, I mean, nothing's done until yeah. it's done. So, Or James Reimer. And Reimer's old. You know, I don't see him going over there. But, Man, when I saw Mike Smith signed, I was like, oh my gosh, did they not learn anything? And I have heard they're going to buy out Koskinen, so they're going to get rid of, you know, half of the terrible tandem, but
1: man. But yeah, I mean, for some reason they're staying committed to Mike Smith, and maybe they do have a plan for him to move into a more number two role, but
0: it's still an old number two. Yeah. He's got two more (laughs) years. Two more years. Not even a one-year deal. Two-year
1: deal. But, you know, after getting swept in the playoffs, man, by a Winnipeg team that then went and got swept in the next round.
0: Yeah. I I just could not believe that. And, like I said, dude, I love Mike Smith. I love it if the Leafs picked him up, you know, and brought him in as their number two. Like, I would love that. But to be their only goalie at this point going forward – Like, hey, dude, wait two weeks. Wait two weeks, man. Get another goalie in there. Maybe they're like, well, we like him enough that we want to keep him. I mean, we'll try and get something else, too. But, you know, uh, but nothing's guaranteed. So that was awesome, I guess, but to say the least. And really, that's really all the uh, signings that have happened so far. I mean, free agency opens up on Wednesday. Next show
1: we'll have a little more to talk about here. Yeah, so, or a lot more to talk about here.
0: I mean, noticeable names that are you know set to be UFAs is Ovechkin, but they expect him to sign this week. I hear it's a four-year deal at like ten million. So that's, that's kind of the I mean, that's what they've kind of talked. That's your talk boy, about. but pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. commitment. No, yeah. I- So, Getzlaff could be a UFA, which that one kind of, to me, is like, does he leave the Ducks? I mean, he's the captain of the Ducks. Does he leave? Does he leave his home in, you know, Southern California? He's been there forever. but And I don't think he does. Go try and contend. But, because I like Getzlaff. I like him a lot. But he is getting a little bit older and stuff, and maybe he is looking for – I mean, he's already won a cup, so he's not cup chasing. He's already won one. But – you know he could go somewhere. I mean, if he went to Toronto, that'd be awesome. But I mean, like everybody, like they're just trying to probably end up doing the yeah. same thing in Toronto, where they get all these guys on these minimum deals, trying to win a cup because they already spent all their money and it's not going to work because there's no team chemistry. But it seems
1: like it would just it'd be more like a pressure relieving thing for him. You know, take a lo- take the load off, it'd be a lot less exhausting for him to move into move to a team where maybe he's like, you know, he's that third line center. Yeah. Or something like that. And so he's he's not leaned on as hard. Yeah. But I I do I do agree though, you know, he's been such a great duck and yeah. you know, up to this point in his career. It would be hard to watch him go.
0: Yeah. And then Suter and Priest they get bought out by the wild, so they've both become free yeah. agents. I mean they get they After, both signed on the same day, you know. I mean they those contracts were massive.
1: Like they I feel like they you know, they chomped pretty hard on those two coming to Minnesota. You know, like Parise, they came off that solid season in New Jersey. They went to the Cup and Ryan Suter. But, yeah, I yeah, they gave them those long, big deals. And, you know, I, I think it worked early on. Like the first few years there, it was they looked good. But then they've since kind of leveled out. And, they you know, they overachieved this year. They looked really good. Like they could potentially make a deep run, but didn't quite work out. And I yeah. don't think your Parise is not going to be your 20 plus goal scorer anymore. So it's, yeah. you know, he's
0: looking I, I, like a,
1: a third line energy. You know, to so get you some goals there.
0: Yeah, I think they both sign one two year deals, probably somewhere. Um, Freddie Anderson said to be UFA, probably the best. Well, I mean, he, I think he's the best goalie becoming a UFA. I mean, Philip Grubauer is also be gonna could become a UFA also, which you kind of. Yeah. I mean, he was a Vesna finalist. And so, um, both those guys, definitely good goalies. I mean, Freddie's had a little bit of injury-prone seasons, but, I mean, you got Brandon Sod and Landeskog. You know, those guys are intriguing. I mean, Sod's won a couple cups, but, and still, you know, produces, seems like he can produce on the right team. Doesn't produce on every team. He kind of sucked when he went to Columbus. But, you know, he does well when he is on the right team, so... Another good name out there, Landis cog I think, is also that, like, I mean, we got two days. I mean, this is coming out Tuesday. You got 24 hours, basically, until free agency opens. Does he re-sign with Colorado?
1: Yeah. and Another that's, captain. That's a big one. I mean, Another captain. I would you know? chase him if I'm a team on the edge. And same with, like, a David Krejci. Yeah. I think, you know, he's put up some really good numbers in Boston. I know he's old, but, like, he's getting older, but, you know, he's is a playoff performer, you know, he's a good veteran. He's, he seems like a good leader in the locker room. I would definitely want him on my team if I had some room. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I'm, and I'm contending right now, so.
0: Yeah, so that's that's that was one of the names I had on here. But, like, I mean, also Tuka Rask in Boston. He's not signed yet. I mean, he's kind of said that, like, that's where he wants to stay. Like, don't worry, like, I'm coming back, you know, kind of thing. But nothing's done until it's done. And then, like, a, right. a player like Tyler Bozak, I mean, in, you know, St. Louis. I mean, he didn't. He played for Toronto. He's good, and they kind of let him go, and he goes down to St. Louis, wins a cup, pretty good player last year, not so great, but interesting piece for, uh, you know, a team that's trying to win a cup. I could see him going to, like, a, not a Vegas because they don't have any room, but, like, a Vegas team, you know, like, one of those teams that's on the cusp, you know, so, and Kyle Palmieri, I mean, Islanders haven't re-signed him. He did pretty good for them in the playoffs. But, and then Tyson Berry, good defenseman, hasn't re-signed with uh, Edmonton yet. So, you know, he's available, could be on Wednesday. And then, I mean, the goalies, I mean, you got Freddie Anderson, like we said, Philip Grubauer, Antti Ranta, Dubnik, Rask, and Reimer. So, I mean, there's pretty good goalies. A lot of them are pretty old, so... It'll be an interesting, you know, free agency. We'll A lot to, you know, probably talk about after that. And, I mean, we can we can kind of touch on the draft real quick. I feel like the draft is like, I mean, after you get past, like, picks 10, you know, like it's, there's not really much. Uh, it's hard you, to know. Unless you're, you know, one of those top sports guys, you're Bob McKenzie, like me and you, like, spitting, you know, info yeah. about these guys playing out and, you know. Yeah, the
1: team. Yeah you're in the OHL, you know, or you're in the Canadian Hockey League scene where you're constantly watching the junior leagues out there and the USHL, then, yeah, you have a, a pulse of what these guys could pan out to be. But, yeah, yeah. for us, I don't – yeah, I don't watch a whole lot of WHL games or OHL yeah. games, you know. But, hey, I, I will say I was looking – you know, some of the top stories I thought that was pretty cool that, uh, you know, Shane Doan's son, Josh, yeah, goes out and has like a resurgence super here cool. in Chicago – and yeah. he gets drafted by Arizona, and he's committed to go to ASU, which is also awesome, you know. Yeah, out there. So
0: and Shane Doan was in he the something. he was in the draft yeah. room, you know, like that was awesome. I thought, and that's one of those like stories. It's like hockey's a little bit different, you know, than other sports. Like that sentimental thing that they would use up one of their draft picks for a sentimental moment, which he could end up being another Shane Doan. I mean, as his kid, he yeah. could definitely you know, end up being that kind of guy, but super cool. That was one of the really cool moments, you know, of the draft. I mean, it happened day two, but still super cool. Um, I mean, what I was going to say is I might be watching a little more college hockey next year, Michigan, four My of the goodness, f- top five they're picks. They're all going to go
1: back. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, I don't know. Owen Power, you know, went number one. It seems like it's kind of the standard to have the number one pick playing in the NHL the next year, but I mean, you could have three yeah, of these top what, five Johnson. guys, you know, go back and play for Michigan next year.
1: Yeah, it was also crazy to me too. Is two of them are Canadian players that were on the plane of those yeah. World Junior teams, and it seems like you see these top Canadian kids they're playing in the like these major junior leagues. You know, they're not looking at NCAA. Yeah. So,
0: like,
1: you have two of those guys go play NCAA, and Michigan produces three of the top five picks. Like, it's crazy. And then I love well, you know, no, the Berniers, four, of the the four of the top five,
0: four so of the top five.
1: They had Owen Power, Bernier, Ken Johnson. Who was the other? and
0: Luke and Luca Hughes is going to go play there this year.
1: Oh, so he's a commit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. out Hasn't of the, the, the national development team. But,
0: okay, but four of the top five could be playing for Michigan next season. Could
1: be lacing up. Okay,
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, if Owen Power doesn't go play pro his first year, which Buffalo they might they might let him just stay down there and you know get a little more you know under I his mean, belt
1: because I mean. Why don't you go win some games in college, bro? Before you come to this, because I mean, Rasmus,
0: Rasmus Dahlin, I mean, was their number one pick what two years ago? And he hasn't done a whole lot. So maybe he would have been hasn't better. Quite off, leveled up, you know, playing a little more of that lower, you know, division hockey or whatever, you know, college hockey or where I yeah. think he was from Sweden. But you know, going back and playing so. I mean, I might be watching a little more college hockey next year. I mean, that's pretty cool. They could win a national title with these guys. And, I mean, the only one that didn't go in that top five from Michigan was Mason McTavish that went to the Ducks. Also seemed like a pretty solid guy. Sorry, I had a hiccup there. But, yeah. Teller,
1: yeah, OHL product.
0: Yeah, I mean, they definitely jumped down the board to get him. He wasn't, like, projected to, like, 10. So they must have saw something that, you know, most people weren't. And... We saw another goalie go in the first round to Detroit, um, Sebastian Kosa with the fifteenth pick. It kind of seems like yep. everyone Thanks. always says no, don't waste a pick on goalies, but it seems like those goalies that get picked in that first round end up doing pretty well. So
1: and that other goalie pick was a, another sentimental one with uh, Roman Kervers, You know, the son of Tom Kerver who died there in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. his son makes the, the selection of Jasper Wallstead the twentieth overall pick. Yeah. That's a goalie too, right? Yeah. And so that was that was a cool moment.
0: Yeah. So super cute. yeah, I saw that one that, that first night. How how do you think ESPN's done so far? I mean we've had like two ESPN things. It just seems really quiet to me. I don't know, when I've watched these things, like there's not a lot going on. So ESPN gotta get a little, little more commotion going on. Like it just seems really quiet and really uneventful when I watch. So Hopefully yeah. they pick it up and they get the ball rolling a little bit better. But yeah, I mean outside of you know those those picks, you know, and whatever, like really us talking about NHL draft, you know you know, who won the draft yeah. and this and that, like we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs>
1: good good for Michigan, good for the Hughes brothers yeah. for making that record. Yeah, cool. But as far cool. as which team made it out like bandits. I don't know. The Kraken got nine, or Sabres got like nine picks in the draft, a couple first rounders, yeah. all those trades. So maybe, yeah, when these players pan out that they're they're good, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I really got to but say like, about the but, draft.
0: But yeah, I think the Kraken's best pick, you know, in both their drafts, was Matt Bernier with their second pick. Like, that guy looks solid. He looks tall. He looks...
1: USA boy.
0: Yeah, USA Dude. guy. You know, he was on that... I like winning it. that uh, gold medal team this last year. So super excited for all, you know, I mean, we'll see most of these guys in the next couple of years. You might see one or two this year, but um, season starts Tuesday, October 12th and starts with Seattle versus Vegas. I mean, that's night one, but way to go in it NHL. But, the first game that will be played, I'm, I'm guessing because that's a Western, you know, team that will be played second, but the first game of the season, Tampa Bay versus the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one in this household.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to be raising that banner, but I always feel like the team that raises the banner loses that first game. I swear, they always lose the first game of the season.
1: It does seem like a lot of times that the first week is not their week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they've been partying hard all, all summer long or whatever, you know, but... It, yeah, you know, there's a, There'll be any one more games to go, so <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got a lot to see. But uh, yeah, just, no, that's awesome. I thought it was, was funny to see out. that
0: you know that you that it was going to be a, a battle in your household from day one of the season.
1: I'll be in a black and white uniform, and she'll be in blue and white. And there you go. We'll be cheering against one another, and uh, yeah, so it'll be fun. I was going to shout out, you know, you know, R.P. to Mac Motzko. Son of uh, Minnesota coach Bob Because That was kind of a sad story. He died in a car crash that went off the road and hit a bunch of trees. And he was in the back seat and died of his injuries at the hospital. So sad story. He was playing juniors in New Mexico for the the Wolves, the uh, New Mexico Ice Wolves in the NHL. Yeah,
0: that uh, is that is a sad story. And you
1: R.I.P. Know. and you know condolences to the fam.
0: Yeah, that Minnesota like they've dealt with a lot of stuff you know lately. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough on them. So but yeah, gonna be an exciting season going forward. I have to wait till day two to watch the Leafs play. You know, they play against uh, Montreal. Right. They play on Wednesday. be fun. And then also Washington, you know, Autumn's team plays that day too. But uh we might we and Autumn have talked about going back out there to watch the home opener, but Colorado plays that second night, so we'll see. I don't know if we're going to go out there. We've also talked about going out in January when the Leafs play. So, but I'm excited to get back, you know, watching some NHL hockey, both on TV and get to some of these barns, you know, and get, get rowdy. So do it. All right, man. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else?
1: You too. Nah, man. Good episode.
0: Okay. Take it easy, Mason.
1: It'll be. All right. You too, man. Later, guys.
0: Later.